I want you to know the reason I asked my mother-in-law Shay is I've, I've known her and I've looked for her approval for 25 years. And, and she has faithfully served the Lord all those years. And now God is speaking to her. And I don't know who's out there and you're like, God, I need something from, I, I'm, I'm desperately seeking you. He responds to you. When you come to him, he responds to you. And so the title for this morning's sermon is Come On Higher, Come Up Higher. And so when she, was, when she was talking about it, I was like, wow, God, you're amazing, you know? You can, you can use anything. And so I'm going to tell you a quick story. That last year, there was a young boy who's sitting here today, and he needed to earn his Headmaster's Award. And his Headmaster's Award, he had a physical challenge, and he had to climb West Peak. So I get this WhatsApp, Uncle Pete, please, can you take me up West Peak? I said, no, sure, boy, let's do it. And he got a couple of his friends together. And so he was 14. His big brother was 16. The youngest ninja on the trip was seven. He's got very little legs, Bobby Dobby D. And there was a whole bunch of us, and we were going to head up the mountain. And so on about the Wednesday, I started getting the WhatsApps from the mom. And the mom said, is the weather okay? I said, no, the weather's fine. The weather will be absolutely fine. Don't worry about it. Saturday morning. Weather wasn't so fine, a little bit misty. Will it be fine, Pete? It'll be fine, it'll be fine, we'll be good. So we head off up into the gorge, and the mist is there. It's still a bit misty, but it, it will be fine, we'll be fine. Um, and as we turn the corner and start climbing the more tricky part of West Peak, the mist was quite thick. And so we made a decision at that moment that nobody goes in front of Uncle Pete. Okay, so Uncle Pete stays at the front, and nobody drops behind Uncle Ricky. And so these little guys were wedged in at the front by Uncle Pete and at the back by Uncle Ricky. And we just made our way up through the mountain and we came up to a place called the Saddle. And slowly the wind started to blow as it does in West Peak and the clouds slowly started to clear. It was still misty, but it was starting to clear. And it was such a beautiful picture because suddenly we are wedged in at the front and in the back. I want to finish my story a little bit later. But if you have your Bible, I'd love you to turn with me to Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14 starts with quite a tough story, is that John the Baptist has just been, just been killed, and Jesus finds out about this. And John the Baptist and Jesus were, were, were tight. Uh, when they were both in their, in their mom's wombs, they, there was a connection, there was a kindred spirit. And Jesus has just found out that, that, that his, his friend has been killed. And it says that he wants to step out on his own to be by himself. And at that moment, he's, he's kind of heading out into the wilderness, and he gets to, I think, a slightly bigger lake than this. And suddenly, there's thousands of people who rock up. And he says, out of compassion, he was moved. Jesus was moved by compassion, and he started to, he, he ministered, and then the disciples said, but Jesus, the, these oaks are hungry. And there was 5,000 men. And there was women, and there was children, and they were hungry. And there was something, there was something that needed to be done. There was something that needed his attention. There was, there was pressure. There was, there was, how many of you feel like that sometimes? There's stuff that needs to be done. It's got to get done, Jesus. It needs to be done. What are we going to do? Send them away. Do something. And Jesus says, cool, we've got five loaves and two fish. Let's multiply it, and let's see what happens. And we all know the story. They all get fed. And so I want to pick up the, the, the scripture, if that's okay. Uh, at verse 20, so 14 verse 20, it says, And they all ate, and they were satisfied. 
And they took up 12 baskets full of the broken pieces that were left over. And those who ate were about 5,000 men, besides the women and the children. I want to take our, our scripture for today, is verse 22 and 23. It says, immediately, immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into a boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up onto the mountain by himself to pray. When, everyone, when, when evening came, he was there alone. There's a moment where how many of us have had demands on our lives that suddenly there's 5,000 things that need to be done, 5,000 people that need to be fed, and there's this demand, and the disciples are going, do you think Jesus didn't know that they were hungry? He knew they were hungry. But suddenly people are going, Jesus, I need you to do something. Pete, I need you to do something. And he does that thing, and then he says, immediately, he sends him away, and he says, the distractions of my life need to move away. I'm going to do the most important thing right now. I'm going to go up the mountain with my father. I'm going to take the most important thing. The best thing I can do right now is to go and spend time with the father up on the mountain. I love, I love it. I love the fact that, that Jesus models to us what is most important. He had compassion on them, and he served them, and he ministered, and then he went up the mountain. Now, how many know the next bit of Scripture? He comes down, and the, his disciples are on the boat, and Jesus cruises out in the boat, and he walks out, and he goes, How's it, guys? Come. Come out the boat. Because he had refreshing. He had time with his Father, and he could come down, and he could then inspire them to have their time with the Father, too. And I think so often we get so busy with all the things that we need to do or have to do and that we, don't, we, we neglect to spend time with the Father. Now, it wasn't just Jesus who did this. If you're a scholar, you'll look in Exodus 33. Moses made a tent of meeting where he spent time seeking the Father. That tent of meeting, was it inside? No, it was outside. He made it purposeful. He made it purposeful. People had to leave the tent to go to the tent of meeting and spend time. It says in Exodus 33 that Moses would meet with God there like a friend to friend, face to face with the Father. That when we, when we purposely spend time with the Father, He meets us face to face. The kids here know, Daniel, how many times did he pray a day? Do you know, Rosie? How many times? Three times. Do you think he was a busy man? Do you think so? I think he was a busy man. But he carved out three times a day to go and pray. Nehemiah spent months praying before he saw the king. We need to set our hearts upon the things that, that God wants us to do, and that's time with him, time in prayer. If I go to the New Testament, in Acts 1, verses 8, it says that Jesus then sends the disciples. He says, go and wait in Jerusalem. Go and spend time praying in Jerusalem. Go, go spend time in the upper room. And all of us know in, Matt, in Acts 1, verse 8, it says, and you will receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses from here to the ends of the earth. But he asked him, he said, please go and spend time with my father. Go wait on him. Go spend time with him. He says, and then you will receive the Holy Spirit. And then you will receive power. And then you will be my witnesses from here into the end of the earth. And I love the fact that it starts at the Father heart of God. where We spend time with the Father. And all of a sudden, as, as Pat says, the stones move away. And we get that perspective of spending time with the Father, and we get, we get so much more. We get power from the Holy Spirit. We receive a relationship, and we come out, and then we can witness. And so many of us are running on fumes where 5,000 things have taken out of our time, and we're not carving the time. Disciples, I love you. 
I know we've just had an amazing miracle, but I'm going to just park that for a second. I need to go to the most important thing I can do right now is spend time with the Father. And so I want to close out with Ephesians. If you have your Bible, Ephesians is a great place to be. Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 to 20. Uh, Joni sent me this message this week on, the, on, a, on a prayer group, and it just was so in line with what I felt God was saying. So let's finish that story before we get there. But I now have these little kids, and we start cruising around this mountain. The clouds start to open. And it's amazing that the tallest and the littlest are currently sitting there. On each, uh, luckily, the littlest on the biggest lap. And as, we, as, we, as it cleared, we get to the top of West Peak. Now, if you've been at the top of West Peak, you can see from Table Mountain right around Cape Point to Royals. And if you turn the other way, you can see all the way around to Stellenbosch. The vista of it, it drives you to one, one response is, wow. Wow. And we spend time with the Father. The response we have is, wow. Wow. God, this is so, you are so good. When we were singing this morning, it says, God, you are so good. When we're at the top of that vista with our Heavenly Father, it's, God, you are so good. The perspective is unbelievable. And all the way up at the front, we are held by the Word of God because the map is the Word of God. And we can't go in front of that Word. But in the back, we are shepherded by the Spirit of God. And so, yo, I'm not the Word of God. But at the front of us, we had a map. And that map is the Word of God in our spiritual walk. And behind us, we're held and we guided up a mountain by the Spirit of the living God. And so that we get to the top, the relationship with our Father is it's just, wow, you're so good. And in Ephesians 3, it says the following in 14 to 20, it says, For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of His glory, He may grant you to be strengthened with power through His Spirit into your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all of the saints what is the breadth, the length, the height, and the depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all of the fullness of Christ. You see, the Father knows this. He knows how long we're going to live. He knows the length of our days. He knows the depth. He knows how hard it has been, how deep we've had to go to trust Him. He knows the depths. He knows the heights. He knows the great things we've done in our lives. He knows all of it. He knows the width of what our capacity is. He knows it. He knows the height, the depth, the length, the breadth. But He's asking you, come, have a relationship with me because I want to root you and ground you in love that you may know the love of the Father. So this morning, the, the invitation to us is this, is to come up higher. I want you to intentionally set a time aside in your heart to today to say, Lord, I'm going to set time and come up higher with you. So I'm going to pray for us. And if there's somebody here that they would love, I, I'm putting my hand up. I know I get distracted by the 5,000 things that need to get done every day. And I'm going to carve time in my own heart to say, Lord, I'm coming up higher. I'm coming up higher. The best thing I can do right now is to come up higher with you. 
And if that's you, I'd love you to raise your hands because I'm, I'm praying for myself. I'd love to pray with you this morning. I'd love to pray with you. This morning, Lord God, I, I stand here in, in a humble, in a humble praise that there are people here, Lord God, who, who want to seek the Father heart of God. And Lord, as a, as a community, we pray, we cry out, Father, take us back to that thing, those things that are so important. Father, get us back to the, the first love, a love of the Father. Lord God, there are so many distractions in this world, Lord God, and some of them are good. But there's nothing better than time with the Father. So Lord God, as you call us higher this morning, we pray that we would respond. That Lord, we would spend time with the Father. And that Lord God, that we would know, we would know in the core of who we are, the love of the Father. I pray for every person here with their hands raised, Jesus. Father, you know their hearts, Lord God. You know their circumstances. You know them, Jesus. You created them. And I pray, Lord God, this morning, Lord Jesus, as you see them, I pray, Lord, that you would meet them. And that, Jesus, you would meet them. And that they would know you. And they would know the love of the Father. And that they would feel his embrace, Lord God. And that, Lord, as you put them on that elevator and you take them higher, Jesus, the greatest thing, they hit the top of that mountain and they go, oh, wow, God, you are so good. You are so good. And so, Father, we pray and we trust you for that, Lord Jesus. We thank you. We thank you for your spirit that, 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 that equips us and surrounds us. And then we just thank you for that, Jesus. So I pray for each hand, Father God. I thank you that, that even today, Lord, that they would have an experience with you, Lord God. That they would have experience with the Father. We thank you for that. We're going to make it super practical. Helena's going to play right now. She's going to play... I don't know what she's going to play. I want you to cut all the distractions. I want you to cut the distractions of the kids or whatever it is. And I want you to meet with the Father. I want you to come up higher in your hearts right now and say, Father, the best thing I can do right now is immediately respond. The best thing I can do is say, Father, I want to come up higher with you. And don't be surprised that when you come down, there's another need. That's okay. But God's going to equip you for that. So I'm going to just spend a minute or two and just close your eyes. Focus on the Father. And, and watch how he, he meets you.